everywhere. People were scrambling like demons for cover, their feet slapping down in the torrential runoff and ankle-soaking splashes. A stream of cars, their windshield wipers beating frantically, raced by on the street, sending waves of water over the curb. And beyond and over the panic, the lights of the midtown towers beckoned through the mist and the low-flying clouds. I loved it. This was my city. I glanced around and spotted Steve's car about five paces down from the canopy. His lights were dimmed, and through the flickering wipers and the rain, I could see two indistinguishable faces peering out from behind the glass. I waved once to let Steve know that I'd seen him, then dashed out and ran straight for the rear passenger door. It was unlocked. I opened it, slid in, and said, Hi, as I flipped down my raincoat collar. I'd been out in the downpour for only seconds, but my shoes and socks were already squishing. Neither Steve nor the woman up front answered. Then I noticed an odd smell, a smell I recognized only an instant later. Cordite. I put a hand on Steve's shoulder. Slowly, his silhouette moved away from me and settled on the steering wheel. I reached up and turned on the dome light. Steve was dead. There was a penny-sized bullet hole in the back of his neck, about an inch above the knob. I moved over and touched the woman, and when I got no reaction, lift the blonde hair up and out of her coat collar and saw the same thing. Her shoulders and head moved to the right and rested against the glass of her door's window. It couldn't have happened more than three or four minutes ago. The bodies were still warm the wounds too fresh, and the cordite too strong in the air. They had been killed, probably, while I was still upstairs putting on my coat. I jumped out of the car and glanced up and down the block. Not a soul was in sight, except for some people stranded in doorways and close to the sides of buildings to wait out the downpour. I opened the door on Steve's side, switched off the engine and the lights, then closed it and ran back up to the canopy. Get on your phone to the police, I yelled to the doorman over the roar of the downpour, gripping his elbow. A couple of people in that Mercedes down there were just murdered. The doorman looked dumbly at me for a moment, then realized I was serious. He rushed back into the lobby to his desk. I ventured back into the rain, which was beginning to let up a little, and strode down the sidewalk, taking a good look at each of the faces peering from the shadows before asking if anyone had noticed anyone running away from Steve's car. Most of them shook their heads. One woman cracked, Are you kidding? Who wasn't running in this mess? She had a point. Another guy, a short fellow standing in an ornamental recess of an old brick building, looked pointlessly up and down the street before answering with a bemused smile. No, he said, shaking his head meekly. I saw no one. A slightly taller guy in the next recess just shook his head before I had a chance to ask. Most of his face was in shadow, but even with the rain washing down my face, I could see his eyes and feel his fear. The hard, contemptuous way he stared back at me sent a danger signal up my spine. Are you sure, mister? I asked. He might have just killed some people in a car just up the block. I pointed vaguely up the slope of the sidewalk. He shook his head once again and growled, No! Not see anything! The menace 
of his voice was unmistakable. I glanced once at the short fellow in the next recess. He was looking at me with an odd mixture of fear, concern, and naked fascination. I turned back to the man in front of me and just stood there, sizing him up and tensing myself for action, because the more I looked at him, the more I was convinced he knew something. But before I could think of what to say next, his arm whipped out and a wet, leather-clad fist connected with my jaw. That hadn't happened to me in years, so I simply reeled back and fell flat on the pavement, stunned. Somebody leaped over me, and when I opened my eyes an instant later, the guy was gone. I stood up and looked around for the short fellow in the other recess. He was gone, too. They took off together, said a voice from another recess. Got into a parked car in Lexington. 